the desert of the real. I am your host, Ryan Hudson. Welcome to the Desert of the Real movie podcast, where I force my co-host, Jason Dietz, to watch all the big blockbuster movies he's refused to watch because he didn't think they were worth his time. We are two high school English film philosophy creativity teachers with graduate degrees, using our academic training to dig deeply into movies. We explore the creativity and philosophy in our films. We also push our listeners to think critically about their entertainment. This is true. Yes. I'm uh, Jason Dees, your co-host. And this week, we had the pleasure of watching Iron Man 3. Iron Man Trace. Trace. Toi, for all you French speakers. (laughs) All of you. Uh, Also, shout out to our New Zealand listener. We are international (laughs) podcasters now. Much love to New Zealand. If you happen to be listening and living in New Zealand... Why, you should tell all your friends to listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the movie today, some very, very, very recent uh, Marvel MCU news. Yesterday, at the time of recording, was the Super Bowl. You know, it's kind of interesting to see what will happen with this podcast, because Deadpool 3 is going to be the first MCU movie that is rated R. Did you know that? That's unfortunate. And Deadpool 1 and 2 aren't part of the MCU, but this one will be, so... That's sad. I wonder if by the time we catch up to that movie, it'll have come out and be on your, your most, editing... Most things. hated list. No, the, your editing... Because uh, I already websites. don't like Ryan Reynolds, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add it to the list. <laughs> it's not that big of a list. I think it, it is. It really is. Our audience is keeping track of actors you Okay, well, like. they can email me. <laughs> yeah. So far, there's like, I think, four actors on the list. That's Samuel it. Samuel Jackson, yeah. Tom Cruise, Ryan Reynolds. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Ro- our main guy today. And that's Robert it. Downey Jr. So far. I mean, you're trying to make me out like I'm some kind of... Hater of everything and everyone, but I'm not. We're going to keep track more closely now. I just... That's all I'm saying. Think that actors should act... Like, if if you had a teacher and all the teacher did was the same lesson every single day for a year, you would be like, wow, that teacher's not the best teacher on the planet. (laughs) That's the same thing. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson just does the same character every freaking day. If you... I mean, I don't know. If you are at an ad agency... And you turn in the same ad over and over and over, you're going to get fired. Why can actor, quote unquote actors be the same character over and over and over and people like them and they buy their little bobbleheads? Right, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds is the same, but Robert Downey Jr. isn't. Okay, in fairness. Uh, He's in this movie. Brooklyn. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Brooklyn said I needed to watch Dr. Doolittle. I didn't watch that, and I didn't watch Oppenheimer. Those were the two that you came up with that proves that Robert Downey Jr. can act, so yeah. I will watch those. So well, I will put my Robert Downey Jr. can't act on the shelf until might. I watch those two movies. He's up for an Oscar right now. Wow. Do you know what uh, for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? Yeah, supporting actor. Okay. His other Oscar-nominated performance 
Jersey Tropic Thunder. Are you kidding? He got an Oscar now for that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. Uh, well, the summary. Okay, so Iron Man has emotional issues. He blows up a lot of crap at the yeah. end. Okay, okay let's good. Good summary. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Iron Man has a lot of emotional issues at the start of this movie that he's struggling with. He's got PTSD from, you know, the battle in New York. Uh, he's got issues that seem to be never-ending with Pepper. He can't ever figure out. Then, it's like seeing some wild <laughs> butterfly. It's like, wow, it's like, someone with an insane take. These are not insane takes. <laughs> so he spends like 30 minutes with this kid trying to fix his suit. So <laughs> then he goes off to save Pepper Potts. And then he's got this battle that's going on with the Mandarin. So Some then he goes be. to save Pepper Potts from the Mandarin. We have probably my favorite scene so far of all of these movies with what Ben is... Kingsley. He's so Because good. Ben Kingsley is an acting <laughs> god. And then we have what is so far the most ludicrous battle of the MCU. Where he's fighting and then... He's like, wow, there's like a lot of these flaming guys. What are we going to do? I don't know. Let's call the God in the machine down. And so all of a sudden, he has like 400 Iron Man robot yeah, guys. The they show up out of nowhere and they blow up everything. <laughs> like literally everything is blowing up. Pepper falls. And then they have the battle scene at the end. Pepper walks out. Pepper kicking trash was actually pretty awesome. Now we have what is probably the most asinine ending I've ever seen. What are you talking about? He's like, I'm going to blow up all of the freaking Iron Man suits. This is suits. one of the best endings. And it's like... <laughs> Okay, great, fine. And then he takes his heart out. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he can now magically fix his heart it's when he couldn't for the last years. couldn't for the last X years. I don't think now he wanted he to. Chucks his heart in the sea. And yeah, then he has it's this, all symbolic. And then he has this stupid freaking monologue. Oh, I'm totally changed, man. Bullcrap. Oh the my end. goodness. Okay. That was my completely lot. unbiased summary of Iron Man 3. You know what? Maybe we should just read the summaries on IMDb or something. <laughs> Perhaps we should. So, in the year 2012, but Avengers okay. came out in 2012. Yes, it was right. the only Marvel movie that came out in 2012. Cool. And it was like the big thing. It was an event, you know. Uh, everyone saw it. And then I, more importantly, was graduated high school at this point. Mm. I was in college, my first semester of college. And I remember, like, it was an announcement. Iron Man 3 trailer is coming out. I remember where I was in my apartment. I watched the Iron Man 3 trailer and, you know, all sorts of excitement and stuff. It was coming out the next year. This was, like, the last hoorah with, like, my high school friends, basically. Like, a lot of people were moving out going on missions um, for the church and stuff. Um, but, like, there's a picture of basically everyone. Like, my good friends, like, my twin brother and everything. We have a picture of, like, I don't know, 
12 of us or whatever, and some of us were dressed up and things. We, were, we took up most of a row, just like us, and we saw Iron Man 3, and it was just like this last moment before like life began. Life began. But that's this movie, kind of. Do you have like nostalgia love for this movie? Kind of, but also there are people who don't like this movie. Cause, Wait, what? Yeah, so... Uh, so I I'm don't, not alone. You're not alone. A big reason nerds don't like it is because <coughs> the Mandarin is like Iron Man's arch nemesis. Like the burning guy? No, like Ben Kingsley before he oh. becomes Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Trevor. I'm Trevor. <laughs> like... This no, like, they said I could have more drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's so, they 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 promise to take you off. No, give me more. <laughs> he's so yeah, funny in this movie. He is awesome. But like the Mandarin, he's like the arch nemesis. He has rings that shoot like lasers and magic ability and stuff. Um, but this movie makes the choice, and this was very controversial and like nerd dumb and stuff to make the Ben Kingsley Mandarin, not the real Mandarin. Mm. Like, that was... I saw one person at the time compare it to, like, the Joker being like, just kidding, that's not the real Joker for Batman. Because it's like... Batman's obviously more well-known, and I think people get upset about that change. Like that. Oh, wow. It, made it like, that was my favorite part of all of these <laughs> movies see, so far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It took a lot of risk. And gumption from Marvel and Disney to do that yeah. at the time. But now it's just what it is. And now people don't even realize that's... That was such a controversy. Yeah, and we've moved past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think it, it was either the director or maybe it was even Kevin Feige. He was expressing concern about, is this going to work? Like, it's Ben Kingsley. Like, he's like a big name yeah. in this role, like, as the big bad guy, right? And then I don't know who told... Uh, the director or whatever he's like it's Ben Kingsley he got knighted because he yeah. is so good at acting yeah. <laughs> you know yes. he'll be okay this yes. role Trevor how do you hate this movie I I don't hate it yeah so I expressed this to you earlier and I feel like this is a pattern that's emerging the first half to two-thirds of Marvel movies are actually really good movies. Mm -hmm. In this case, pretty good character development. I was interested in the kid. Yeah. Um, nominally interested in Iron Man. Yeah. Um, the Pepper Potts thing, Happy. Yeah. Like, it was good. Um, and then, apparently, the fan base has to have this enormous spectacle. And yeah. it's gets, it seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the movies go along. And so it's the spectacle, I think, that ruins these for me. Because they haven't yet m made sense. I, and so I have a hard time marrying this really pretty decent character development we see. You know, Iron Man having this soft spot for the kid, kind of. And he with, does. He and has with a soft Pepper, spot for right? And and then that Iron Man vanishes, and we and, the, and then we've got the cocky. I'm going to blow everything up, Iron yeah, Man, in the suit. His love got taken. Happy's still in a coma. But it's okay. So, right? Okay, right. I get that. <laughs> yeah. But that was true before the fight, also. Well. And so the fight kind of in my opinion did like 
decimates all of this character development. One. Yeah. And then two, like I said in my unbiased summary, um, it doesn't, like, it literally makes no sense. He's mm. got bazillion of guys, and then they just, like, straight up deus ex machina the thing. Okay. I don't want to cut hairs here, but that's what this podcast can be used for. Sure. Technically, to be a deus ex machina, it has to have no setup. When when Pepper comes in, he's like, what is this, your seventh suit? He's like, something like that. It has the f- number 42. Oh. Which means he's made 42 of these. He hasn't been able to sleep for how long. Oh. He's just working all night building suits. Okay. So it's not out of nowhere. I mean. Okay. That's fair. It is and it isn't a deus ex machina. But part of the problem is the Avengers. Because I remember... I don't know if there was an article or someone was like, this climax in Iron Man 3 will be bigger than the Avengers climax. Right. And I was like, that's not, how's that possible? Right. But, you know, excited to see it and then seeing it, I'm like, nope, that's, it's not. No. It's big, but it's not like bigger. I think it was more impressive. Oh, like, really? Yeah, because it's contained. Yeah. yeah. Like it's all in one place. That's and fair. so you can see all of it. Whereas with the Avengers, it's all, all over, over the place sphere. and there's not really a clear sense of continuity. I remember in 2012, there was an article that came out that was like, this is how much damage would have happened in New York City. This is what it would have done to like <laughs> the global um, economy because yeah. New York would like it was destroyed. Right. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's smaller and it's, it's more contained there. So then... Yeah, so I would say it's more visually impressive. I know it does require jumping in the air, suits being there and stuff. Iron Man 1, you need all these arms. Iron Man 2, we have, it's a suitcase suit, you know? Mm -hmm. Avengers, you put these things on your wrists and it shoots out and can can connect you. Uh, And now we don't even need that. It's in your arm now. You just do all these cool arm signals, Mm -hmm. and it can do different things. All that was great. Yeah. That was was cool. This whole, even like in the next ones, we'll continue to see just little things of how he makes the suits better. I thought that was cool. Oh, I thought you didn't like that. Well, okay, now we get to the logical inconsistency. So somebody wants to put the suit on. What did he say? It's like, no, you got to have the things in your body. You're great. not wrong. Okay, great. So only Iron Man could create. No, that's not true. Because apparently you don't have to have the things in your body if the plot needs it. Because oh, the, wait, plot, the plot needs the Iron Man suit to go on Pepper. Suddenly you he, don't need to have the things no, in your body. No, he does the arm signal point. That <laughs> means go to that person who I point to. He does it one time. <laughs> no, because he does it again to somebody else in the climax. Oh, he does it to the bad guy. The bad guy's about yeah. to explode. And he does it there to... Yeah. I don't... Well, okay. I don't know uh, why... Maybe I'm, that's a nitpick. I disagree. That's good. I'm but, glad. Otherwise, um, we would have no podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. I even have a nitpick about the suit. Okay, hit it. Every single tiny piece has... Like little fuel rockets, right? And a thing for fuel. I don't love that, but I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like even the face has like little right. jets. Where's the fuel? You know. Right. Here's my main one, basically. Okay. Is Iron Man one? It's like it's hard to fly these suits. Rhodey maybe can do it because he's a pilot, you know. Sure. And then the main henchman bad guy just gets in the Iron Patriot suit. 
and you can just fly and do everything mm-hmm. he needs to do. Yeah, that's, for sure. You know, whatever, but... <laughs> Did you know, this is a comic book thing, the Iron Patriot's in the comics, but it's not Rhodey. It's actually Norman Osborn, who's the Green Goblin. He becomes the oh. president at some point. I did not know he that. He gets he his that armor is like his armor. Armor. It's like because they form like a the Dark Avengers or something like that, like bad guys who are kind of doing a good thing, and that's what he wears. Yeah. I like how they report purpose it in this movie where it's it just makes sense for a War Machine to look like that. I like that. So, what else did you not like? I like this one. I think. Uh, I think this one's good. This one's directed and I think written by Shane Black. He writes and directs movies that have a specific like kind of flavor, I suppose. I think this is his second movie. He did a movie which I haven't seen yet. It's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. and like Val Kilmer. They're a buddy movie. We have to work together. But like I, I hear like a lot of the same type of energy and comedy are similar. Hmm. Uh, but he also, after Iron Man 3... Then he does The Nice Guys with Ryan ah. Gosling and Russell Crowe. And that movie is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Russell Crowe is awesome. And if you've seen at least one of those, he kind of has a specific type of comedy where uh, it just kind of works in this one, I think. Yeah. And I thought there's a lot of just great little moments here and there. <laughs> like with, at the end, when they're about the climax about to happen, and he shoots the gun. <laughs> he's like yeah I meant to hit the light it's hard to hit the light you can't do that oh yeah <laughs> and then everybody just stands up shoots the other light yeah, that was good <laughs> stuff like that yeah look for it then he stands up what'd you see nothing it was too fast <laughs> <laughs> anyway I like this movie this one's good okay. I think Iron Man 1 I think is more compact uh, to the point and maybe the best Iron Man but I think this one is good too cool <laughs> You know what? Just rattle off your other two negatives. You only get two more. And yeah, then, I know. Uh... Wait, the suit counts as one? You tricked me. <laughs> I feel like Aladdin. Yeah, well, technically, if you heard all the summary, <laughs> you had a okay. lot. Um, when he had his first panic attack, I was like, this could be really awesome. Like, yeah. he's he's a now a human being. He is not, you know, in his mind a god anymore. He's a human being with yeah. human being problems. Yeah. Um, and I was really hopeful. And then, like, they just got increasingly far from what actually happens. And by the time the movie ends, I feel like he he didn't grow at all. What do you... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. For reals, though. For reals. I mean, this sure, movie, he blew up his Iron Man he, suit. He, he says, I don't need the suit anymore. Okay, here. Okay, this is nitpick three. So, he goes to save Pepper. Why? Besides that he loves her and that they're using her as bait and stuff. Okay, but, like, in his mind, why is he going to save her? Because he needs to protect her? Because he needs her to be alive. He needs to protect her. He need, Like, even at the end, she's like... Am I messed up forever? His response is, well, you're married to me, so yeah. He's literally saying, I love you. Like, that's... Why didn't he say that? Because he's just... Everything is couched in how is this going to impact me? Like, I need you to be with me. I need to protect you. Yeah. I need, I need, I need. He gets rid of the suits for her. He gets rid of 
the thing in his heart that powers the suits, he doesn't need it anymore. So he can show that he doesn't need to be Iron Man. Like the huge bunny rabbit. Who is that for? Him or her? Oh, hey, that's a nice parallel. It's not for her. It's, it's look at how much awesome I can make, and her response is perfect. You know, because he's been a billionaire his whole life. He's just trying to express love. Like, <laughs> he doesn't get the bunny thing isn't the best idea, but the idea was there. Like, how do I say love? I don't know. I'll buy this giant bunny. Well, let yeah. me get rid of my suit. Yeah. But he is expressing love in his own way. Right, to himself. <laughs> but there's nothing else there. The only time I see him actually potentially becoming more than that is with the kid. The kid, yeah. Which is why I was re- honestly really surprised they just ditched the kid. Yeah. Because well, that was the moment when I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. He can care about someone <laughs> besides himself. He doesn't do that with Pepper that I've seen at all yet. I, I think they would have liked the kid, but they didn't, I don't know if they would have been able to figure out. But I think, for one hand, the kid's a good actor. Um, I think they just weren't, like, when he says his dad looked, Tony's like, yeah, dad's leave all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, I can't say and the whole And then he's trying to, like, I'm so podcast. cold. And he's like, you know, I, I know that's not true. We're because we're connected. <laughs> there are admittedly some he, really he good lines. He gives the kid just gifts. That's He doesn't know how to do it besides that. Right. That's but he does, because he spent all of this time with the kid. That kid's love language, if we're going to do love language, is quality time. Uh-huh. And he gave it to him. Yeah. Pepper's, I would bet, is also quality time. Guess how much time he gives her? Zip, unless he needs her to do something. Mm. He does not love Pepper. Just, no. He loves the spot that Pepper fills in his life. Hopefully, at some point in the future... He will learn to love her, but I believe by the end of this movie, he doesn't. I don't know. I feel like if you branch off from The Last Avengers, you see them just before the chaos happens. They just have, like, this relationship where it, they bounce off each other. Yes. And he tries to call yes. her in the world. Yes. That's All the that last thing great. he wanted to do. And then we pick up sometime after the Avengers yeah. event. And how's his relationship with Pepper? It's the same relationship as was at the end of the first Iron Man. It's the same one that's in Iron Man 2. The same thing. He does not love her. Like, I feel like he had this moment of growth that then the movie just kind of wiped out at the end. All right. So those are my nits. We can't call them nitpicks because it's a nitpick on my end when people use nitpicks as like, a this is why I don't like the movie. Right. Because nitpicks shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like Happy. He's so funny. Also, uh, he doesn't direct this movie. He directed the first two, John Favreau. And he basically compared it to being like, from, I went from being the dad to the fun uncle. I can mm. just sit back and not have to worry about things. But he's funny, like, like tapping his yeah. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. I, I kind of like the anxiety thing. Because Iron Man... I did, too, initially. He's... He's a billionaire. He's Iron Man. He's the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. You know, he's got it all. But he still struggles with this human aspect of this of this portal. Like, how do you get out? When the kid asks him, I remember sitting next to my friend, and he's like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's this question that he's been dealing with. Like, I almost died type of thing. Um, and I didn't realize until this movie or this rewatch, uh, this also just kind of sets up 
than the next Avengers because his main thing is I need to protect you, which you don't like, but I still kind of like. I mean, it's I fine. I need to protect. I have the means. I have the resources. It is my job to be the protector. Right. I need to protect things. When Pepper comes in, because he's got the suit, and then she goes downstairs, he's really downstairs. And, like, the reason that he explains in the movie of, like, this anxiety is, like, you experience things, you're over, then it's over, and you still can't explain them. In the movies, like, we have aliens now. Did we know that before? We did not. You know, like, we don't know what can happen out there. We don't know, they don't know about Thanos yet, but, like, that's his fear. That's his big fear is something's going to happen to us and I need to be the one to protect it. Right. And it's causing all this anxiety. Um, right, which makes sense for sure. And I think it's not just Pepper. It goes to the world to some degree. It's like, I need to protect. <laughs> no, well, maybe not. He's a billionaire and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was watching with my wife. I get the fact that they're going to make up, you know, uh, after he was not really upstairs and stuff. He's like, I have anxiety, blah, blah, blah. And they're in bed, sleeping, and then the suit comes out of nowhere to attack yeah. Pepper. <laughs> he does the, the thing to make it fall apart. And Pepper's like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch, you know, analyze that or whatever she says. I was right. like, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> My wife said, I don't know. They could have blown her face off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, hey, he's trying, right? And she gets mad. My wife was on Pepper's side, sleep on the couch. Um, my favorite thing about this movie is there's so much of it without an Iron Man suit. I did like that. He's The suit's out of power. He has to carry it. He becomes the mechanic. I love that nickname yeah. the kid gives him. He's the mechanic. Because, like... Um, he figures things out without technology, really. Like, there's that one thing, like, let's look at the, this explosion. And, like, how did we get this footage? Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, it's like, there's only four shadows, but there are five people. Like, that, now he's a detective now. Right. And, like, when he goes to Home Depot, he's like, I don't need a suit. I can make weapons. Like, I, like he can use his brain to make whatever he needs. I love that stuff. Like, yeah. I don't need the suit. And he gets tied up, and he only has one glove at one point. Yeah. When he's like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> How far away is it? 800 miles. I'm good like that. <laughs> like, these goons are just like. <laughs> uh, but he only has one glove and one boot. Doesn't matter. He's Iron Man. He can still he can still fight. He can still figure stuff out, even without the suit. That's my favorite bit about this movie, yeah. in all honesty. Me too. And then Trevor's great, too. Yeah, Trevor is awesome. <laughs> They're in the middle. They have a gun pointed at him. He's watching soccer in the background. Ole, ole. Yeah. <laughs> I went War Machine. It's like, you're free if you weren't before. <laughs> <laughs> the ending with all the suits, all the explosion, it's just kind of whatever. I suppose it's still a, a spectacle. Yeah. Know? I agree with everything that you said. Yeah. Like, I love, I really, really enjoyed this movie up until the climax started. Yeah. Like, there, I was in. Like, the battle starts, it just blew the whole movie apart. And then, hang on, hang on. And then I thought what they were going to do because he, you know, actually loved the kid. Yeah. The, the end of this was going to be, oh, I can also actually love Pepper. 
But that's not what happened. And so when that didn't happen, I was like, screw this whole movie. So if it was up through Ben Kingsley's stuff, Mm -hmm. maybe a little after and it ended, this would have been my favorite one. That's, yeah, I mean, I just, in my brain, it's like he goes to save her because he loves her. He He gets rid of the suits because he loves her. He doesn't love her. That's how I see it. The only thing that damages this movie is the fact that Iron Man is still like... (laughs) <laughs> There's three more Avengers movies and he's in Civil War. Like, right. And, but I'm like, his, this great moment at the time, like, yeah, he's Iron Man without suits now. Learn to deal with it, audience. Just kidding. Next yeah, time we right. see him, he'll basically... So maybe, maybe the end wouldn't have been so cheesy and... Maybe. Like, if I didn't know there were more Avengers movies and but more I can, whatever. I can compartmentalize. That's a two-cent word for you. <laughs> Just kidding. like... <laughs> This movie by itself, separating from the other ones, because I'm like, I just love that ending. It's like, he does his arm thing. They all explode. and How he, do you love that? Because he's saying, I don't need the suit. I've okay. moved past this of who I am. Okay. It's like he's grown as a character. <laughs> That's what it's intended to express, uh-huh. but he hasn't. It's still all about me. <sighs> On some, I, I know, I know, but... We just got to remember this conversation after Endgame because when you zoom out, this is like the middle. This is his, the middle of the MCU arc of where we are right now. You know what I mean? Okay. Even Captain America, like he's got, we can't get into it because we're right here. (laughs) We just disagree with what the ending is, I think. But that's a massive part of this movie. Because the whole, as far as I read this movie, the whole point of this is to arrive where you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, I'm willing to give up everything because I love you and I know this is important to you. Yeah. It did not do that. For at, even you. remotely. But it's like, you know. It's, and. How and, art, what is art? What's a little art? What is the thing people say? Art, what is art? Art is, I'm baiting here. What? Art is, it's, what are we? In the eye of the beholder? Yeah, it wasn't like we, a one word. Uh, art is, art? I don't know. No, I was trying to get you to say subjective. Subjective. <laughs> Good bit. Art is subjective. <laughs> I, I had a fishing pole and everything. I was like, come on, get subjective. Sometimes in my class, I like, come on guys, I'm, I'm baiting here. but <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Kids in my class don't think it's funny either, but. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I just don't agree with what you're saying. But I see it now. It's like my mind has expanded, but in reality, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) It's gotten stupider because of your take. Do you have any more positives? No, I think we've covered... Like, the first two-thirds of this movie, I thought was really well done. Yeah. Guy Pierce, he's the guy in Memento. What was funny is, around the time, I think maybe 2012, the Prometheus came out. And in the movie, Guy Pierce looks like old and decrepit. And in this movie, he's got like the, the, the decrepit form too. And it's like, they don't want Guy Pierce to look handsome. He's yeah. a handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we get to the philosophy of the real? Uh, sure. In our Avengers episode, I said that um, I'd realized that these characters, at least from my perspective, were representing different major philosophical schools. Yeah. So the school that I associate with Iron Man is is Taoist religion, the yin and yang, 
the male and the female side of everything. A huge piece of the Taoist belief system is called Wu Wei, the way. Um, and basically, to be a good Taoist, yeah. you just have to f- flow. Like, like the, the universe has... <laughs> <laughs> like the universe has a path and a plan for you. Hmm. And the more that you can just follow the way, the better, easier your life will be. Yeah. So the point is, um, from a Taoist perspective, the reason Iron Man's life is so hard mm-hmm. um, and why everything is a struggle for him is because he is fighting against the way. Um, he is insisting at every single turn that that things have to happen his way. Mm. Um, and so everything in his life is that way. He's yeah. like, no, we're doing it this way. So in this movie, we see, like, when he's with the kid, he's finally starting to maybe see, like, if I just follow the way that the universe wants me to go... Yeah. Life could be great. And yeah. so we've got this, I don't know, 20 minutes with the kid mm-hmm. where he seems to be genuinely happy hmm. for the first time in all of this because he's just there and he's joking around with the kid yeah. while they wait for the suit to repair and he's, you know, screwing around with the kid. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if Iron Man ever figures out, just go with the flow. The universe has a plan for you. Stop getting in the way of the plan that the universe has for you and just ride it and you'll end up where you're supposed to be. You'll do what you're supposed to do and you'll be happy. Oh, I have to mention something. Yeah. The the best episode we've recorded is the Winter's Belt episode that no one listened to. Yeah, apparently not. (laughs) But the lady in Winter's Bone who beats up yeah. Jennifer yes. Is in this movie. Yes. I I just want to know your opinion on the skydiving scene. Because <laughs> that like, was a nit that I left out. See, that's an, I mean, I, he's talking to these people and telling them what to do. Okay. We How all know in the that flip is he doing that? We know. I don't know, but you know, he's zitting them, and yeah, it was cute and precious that he saved them or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. Okay, I just wanted. I knew I was watching this, and I was like, Jason hates this. Yes. Guy. But I'm like, here's the thing. Have we ever seen a scene like this? No. Ever? No. And they actually jumped out of planes to make this Oh, really? Stuff. You know, multiple times. There's also plenty of CGI, but a lot of it is kind of real. Yeah. And it's, yeah, ridiculous. it's it's your practical effects. Maybe you got to suspend belief here, but it's also like, when have I seen something? Right. I mean, it was visually cool. It is. You don't think about it too much. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, something I never noticed until this viewing is something that the guy Pierce Mandarin says at the end. It's like, we just need a scapegoat. You are the president. You have all this problems with the big oil. And, you know, he's very, like, bush-coated. And I've always thought of, like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, the people who made it don't align with President Bush at the time. So it's like, okay. Big oil, bad, we get it, whatever, that you're the bad guy. But he says something I've never caught till this viewing. He didn't care about the oil spill. Like, he said, there's a big oil spill. No one went to jail or whatever over it because you're so rich and wealthy. But he doesn't care about that. He just needs someone to take the fall that makes sense. Like, oh, these people are against the president because of what happened. 
This is kind of what happens in movies sometimes. Like, here's this message. Like, people care about this thing, right? Like, an oil spill or whatever big political thing or thing happening in the world. No, we don't care. In the end, no one cares, I feel like. Then, like, you know, because I was entertained... And I was entertained. That's how a lot of people will walk out of movies. Yeah. They're not looking at the deeper message necessarily. That's and why we're podcasting. That's why we're podcasting. Um, and I feel like that's, I don't know if it's his main flaw. It's not his main flaw. Killing people is probably his main flaw. <laughs> but like, he just wants to do his own thing and he knows people aren't going to care. And We struggle to care about things that don't immediately impact us. Yeah. I think... We, I mean, but at the same time, how long can you care about one thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going on 20 years with critical thinking. So oh, that's I guess fair. Fair, <laughs> fair amount of time. I don't know. Because uh, um, it's, you know, people get passionate about the thing and then... The thing of the moment. The thing of the moment. Right. And Mandarin is just kind of using, he's weaponizing that. Yeah, for sure. So Ethics. Ethics. Of the real. Of the real. So, the ethics of the real this time is called prudent ethics, um, which I think is Iron Man's main decision-making vehicle for right and wrong. So, prudent ethics is all about how is this going to affect me short-term, how is this going to affect me long-term. Ethics is about right and wrong. I see. How you determine what's right for you and wrong for you. Yeah. And so I think Iron Man 3 and really... What's right for him and his relationship is to get rid of the suits. Okay. But, like, (laughs) Iron Man's character seems to be the epitome of prudent ethics. Because he literally, to me anyway, seems to weigh every single choice that he makes... Based on how is this going to affect me now? How is this going to affect me in the future? And so I think this does a really good job of showing us the the strengths of prudent ethics. Like he does amazing things. Yeah. Iron Man accomplishes amazing things because he's driven to help himself and build himself up. Yeah. And protect himself. He does amazing things. But there's also some drawbacks and some kind of dark sides to always weighing what's right and wrong based on what's right and wrong for me alone. Hmm. So that is the ethics of the real. Nice. What about our dessert of the real? Well, there's not a lot of options in this movie. <laughs> you know what it should be? <laughs> I got it. I got the best one. All right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's when uh, Trevor is just drinking his beer or whatever it is <laughs> not fully understanding what is going on around anything him. yeah <laughs> why didn't you hit the panic button well i panicked but then i handled it <laughs> <laughs> i just remembered something uh, in the trailer they're building the mandarin the ben kingsley mandarin and there's a part in the trailer when he goes lesson number one heroes there's no such thing and that's not even in the movie. Later in the movie, you see him say, here's your second lesson, President. I was like, wait a second. There's no lesson one because you cut it out. <laughs> but we saw it in the trailer, so we know that there was a lesson mm. number one. So uh, here's the fun thing. I didn't know you were going to hate this movie. I didn't. You hated it I didn't so until... I will just say that the reason why I ended up giving this the lowest of the three is because I was so disappointed because it built this 
perfect character, you know, like emerging from the eggshell thing. Yeah. And then it just destroyed it. Yeah. So if it hadn't done that, this would have been my favorite one. Um, so it was probably mostly disappointment and I was just pissed off. And so I got done with the movie and I went on letterbox and I'm like, you should love pepper, not yourself. <laughs> Two stars. Suck it. So that's, if I'm being honest, that's probably what happened. Yeah. You just get angry and then it built something beautiful mm. and then it's like, we're wrapping up. Uh, we got Thor 2, The Thor Dark two. World. So, not to poison the well, but a lot of people don't like Thor 2. Cool. That probably means I'll love it. I know. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know, because I'm fully armed to defend Thor 2. Cool. At least it's better than the first Thor, in my opinion. Which is my second favorite so far. Mm. So. And we'll see. Iron Man 3... Good movie. <laughs> Winter's Blood was so therapeutic for you. It was. <laughs> I know. It Never. was. We hang on to the, to the fact that in two more movies we get to do a <laughs> podcast about a movie I love. So, um, yeah, uh, not my favorite Marvel movie yet. But there's hope. There's hope. Actually, for the first time, I think there's hope for me for the Iron Man character. So, if nothing else... That is a positive that came out of it. But, of course, we all know, the fans all know, the big dogs are coming soon. Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. is Thor and Captain America, your choice. Then we have the rest of Phase 2. Guardians, Avengers, Ant-Man. Wait, Ant-Man? There's an Ant-Man. Not only is there an Ant-Man, there's a trilogy of Ant-Man movies. Okay. And you didn't even know. I think I did know. know. Like like a little teeny dude? Yeah, his power is he can can shrink and control ants. He's one of the original... And control ants? Yeah, he's one of the original Avengers from the comics, actually. Back when, like... So rather than, like, this big boom and explosive stuff, it's it's little? Oh, and guess what? It's a heist movie. Oh, I love oh, heist yeah, movies. Yeah. Oh. We're going to start messing with genres. So that's cool. we got a spy. Well, Thor 2 is fantasy, not to spoil. Right. But So uh, was the first one. Winter Soldier, it doubles down in fantasy. Uh, Winter Soldier is like a spy movie. And that's why it's kind of cool. Huh. It's like this isn't just superheroes. So, it's, okay. It's spy, espionage, and happens to be Captain America. Ant-Man is Ant-Man, but also happens to be a heist thing. So, we're starting to... Okay, so... Um, I thought we were going to watch 42, or however many there are, <laughs> yeah, superhero yeah, movies. kind of. I mean... But they're also, like, they're cross-genre stuff. Yeah. I love cross-genre stuff. That's what stuff. we're going to start doing. Starting with the next okay. one. Okay, well then... Part um, 2 doubles down in the fantasy. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have one more thing to say. Go on. Audience, be critical about the movies that you watch and how you allow them into your mind. Protect yourself from Hollywood, who is trying to program you to think certain ways, trying to dumb you down, trying to make you think that everything is out of your control. It's not. You just need to think critically. And just like Iron Man, you can express your love by doing something. 
<laughs> by doing something selfish and completely <laughs> self-centered um, that really only benefits you. <laughs> we love you. Thanks you. for listening. <laughs> See you next <laughs> week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>